0: Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed and this is The HR Mentor. Most of you listening today have probably heard the term branding as it relates to marketing a product or a service. You've probably also heard of branding a company or an organization. You might even have a friend or two that pursued marketing or branding as a career path. What might be less known to you is the term personal branding. Personal branding is how you present yourself and how you're viewed by the world. It's based on what makes you unique, your skills, your experiences, your attributes and personality. Some people say it's the sum of how people describe you or talk about you when you're not around. All brands are created by the people who interact or experience the organization or person. An organization's brand is based on how people perceive and view that organization, as well as how they see it portrayed through advertising and marketing campaigns, the media, and when the organization is, quote unquote, in action. Take Google, for instance. You may have never set foot in a Google facility or on one of their campuses, and you may have never watched a video about the organization and how it operates but I bet you think it's a cool place to work or visit. Why? Because they make really cool products. They're a huge global high-tech firm and the way they are portrayed in the media and on social media makes you think it would be pretty great to go there or to work there. That's their brand at work. Well, the same goes for people and in particular for job seekers and career-minded professionals. There are lots of people out in the world, influencers, politicians, and celebrities who we feel we already know without ever having met them. You have a perception of who they are because of their brand. If I ask you to consider who Oprah Winfrey is, you would probably say that she's kind, generous, and energetic. Have you ever met her? No, but based on her brand and how she's portrayed and what you see of her in her public life, those are the qualities most people ascribe to her. We don't imagine her yelling at her staff or Stedman or being mean to her beloved dogs or people working in customer service roles or anyone for that matter. That is her brand. I'm not saying that she's not kind and generous and energetic and that everything we see is for show because I do believe she is all those things, but we only know this based on what is portrayed about her and how she shows up in the public. I don't think anyone listening to this, and I know I haven't, have ever had a chance to interact with her in real time. And if you have, please message me and tell me all about it. But if we saw images or videos of Oprah acting out in a store or behaving badly in a restaurant on more than one occasion, or she was portrayed in the media in some villainous way, we might have a different perception of her. That is the power of a personal brand. So what does this have to do with your HR career? Well, you as an emerging HR professional who may be looking for a job or building your career Also have a personal brand that tells people what to expect of you if they meet you. If your brand is communicated in the right way and through the right avenues, it can help you stand out, help you make more great connections, and ultimately create more career opportunities for yourself, both within your organization and outside of it. Developing your personal or professional brand is a huge topic and one that I get into in a lot of detail in the upcoming HR Career Academy program. It's launching this fall. And if you want to be really intentional early on in your career, make sure that you get on the waitlist for this program. You can find the link to sign up in the show notes of this episode at www.unicorngroup.ca forward slash episode 37. There's even a special bonus for people on the waitlist when the program drops. In any case, today I want to talk to you about some of the best places and ways to communicate your personal brand and share a couple of things you can do to be more intentional about how you show up online and in person so that the perception you leave people with is the one that you want to portray. Sound interesting? Let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. You may think personal branding is just for influencers and famous people, and they certainly do pump a lot of money towards publicists, sponsorships, and events to help them portray a certain brand. But personal branding isn't reserved for the rich and famous. If you want to have a successful and fulfilling HR career, being intentional about creating your own personal or professional brand and communicating it consistently is a really important element. Let's talk first about where you communicate your personal brand. I see three main avenues for this activity. They are number one, what you write, number two, what you say and do, and number three, how you appear online. Let's talk about each one. Let's start with what you write. You may not ever think about what you write. And in some ways, I feel that good writing is becoming a lost art, but but that's another topic altogether. But as someone early in their career, you have a few opportunities to write about yourself that I feel need some special attention. For starters, you write about yourself in your resume and cover letter. Now, I've said before, a major mistake job seekers make is spending too much time working on their resume early in their job search. You can hear me talk about this in episode 34, Common Mistakes Job Seekers Make. But that doesn't mean it doesn't require care and attention. The information that you put in your resume and cover letter is your introduction to many potential employers or hiring managers within your organization if you're applying for new opportunities or outside your organization. So the information you share about yourself says a lot to those reading it. If you fill these two documents with boring lists of tasks and duties, the reader isn't going to learn much about who you are, and they will likely move on to other candidates that interest them more. Yes, you need to convey how you fit their qualifications, but they should also get a sense of your values, your strengths, and accomplishments in both these documents. Do you want the recruiter or hiring manager to see your enthusiasm for your HR career path or whatever avenue of HR you're pursuing? Probably. So show them that. Write with enthusiasm. Tell them why you're interested in the role and why you would be the best candidate based on this enthusiasm or alignment to your career path. Tell them about your strengths and your vision for your HR career. You also write about yourself on any online sites where you might have a biography or an about you section. LinkedIn is really the most obvious place for this, but if you serve on any boards or associations or your organization has a page with short bios on its employees, you're communicating who you are and your brand. Does your LinkedIn profile section convey what you want it to convey? Again, like your cover letter, it should demonstrate your enthusiasm for your career path and what you want to be known for. For example, in my profile, I want to be known as someone that can help emerging HR practitioners experience successful careers. I also want to be known as someone who is approachable, energetic, and knowledgeable, so that people have confidence in seeking my advice and guidance. I believe that I'm all those things, But if someone has never met me, how will they know? What I say about myself matters to someone who goes to LinkedIn to quote unquote, meet me for the first time. Your brand also comes across in how you communicate with others in a written format during your regular communication. I'm talking about emails and text messages. If you're reaching out to people through LinkedIn or people within your organization, even the ones you know well, how are you coming across? Is your writing clear, kind, and friendly? Or are you abrupt to the point and muddled in your messaging? Are your emails like a big brain dump of ideas or do they convey a clear request with a compelling reason for that request? It doesn't matter what the purpose of the message is, as long as you're fulfilling that purpose. If you're sharing information, share information. If you're making a request, make it clear and compelling. If you wanna come across as competent, knowledgeable, and friendly, make sure your messages include elements of all three. A personal example of how this shows up for me is that when I'm in a hurry, which I often am, I tend to send emails without any kind of introduction or warm-up. I just get right to the point. Even though I value connection in a work setting, I can be quite task-focused at times, especially if I have a deadline. But in recent years, I always go back and reread my emails before I hit send. And I ask myself, how would you feel if you received this email? How would you perceive Melanie's tone? And I usually end up going back and taking a few seconds to add an introduction that's more friendly, because that's how I want to come across. Sometimes all it takes is a, I hope you're doing well, to soften the message. I know how I feel when I get an abrupt email, and I also notice that a lot of people are starting to write emails like text messages. And although I try to not take it personally, it can seem jarring at times. So now, noticing this about myself and about others, I'm hyper-conscious of how I come across to others when I'm writing. You also don't have any facial expressions or body language to show that you aren't mad or annoyed with the person. So you have to use your words to do this. Now, if you want to convey a personal brand as a hard-ass, to-the-point, task-focused person then sending emails without any warmth or personal touches will likely get you there. It completely depends on the professional brand that you wanna convey. So your written communication, your cover letter, your resume, what you write about yourself online, and how you communicate with others says a lot about your personal brand and who you are as a person. It signals to people what they can expect from you when they meet you in person. So this is an area that requires some attention if you want to convey a certain image or persona as a professional. Now, the second place that you can convey your professional or personal brand is in what you say and do when you do interact with people. This is really how you show up in the world and what your interactions are like with others. If you show up to work each day dragging your feet, head down, sunglasses on, and grumbling for a coffee, you're not going to come across as an energetic, enthusiastic employee. If you say good morning to people and ask them how they are, even when you're tired, you will come across the opposite. If someone asks you how you are, and you start ranting about everything that's wrong with your life and the world, you will likely come across as being negative and pessimistic. If you engage in conversations by constantly one-upping people or centering stories on yourself, you'll probably come across as self-centered and self-involved. How you interact with others says a lot about you, your values, and your brand. Now, I'm not going to tell you how to be, and I believe authenticity is important, but if you want to project a certain professional brand and engage people so you can learn from them and create opportunities, how you interact and what you talk about really does matter. One of the best ways to assess this is to watch the people you work with for a day or two and see how they come across in their interactions with others. If you really like your boss and see them as professional and supportive, and you would like to be that way, watch how they interact with people. If you work with people who you don't feel very warm and fuzzy about and who you avoid, watch how they interact with others and what they say. What's turning you off? These observations can help you determine how you want to interact with people so that you can come across projecting the right image. I have worked with a lot of people over the years, and I've observed and watched how they interact with others. I have had leaders that wouldn't say good morning to people and grumbled for the first part of the day because they weren't morning people. And that's fine. That's who they are. But they also were perceived as grumpy and unapproachable because of this, and that caused them to lose some respect from people, and people wouldn't seek them out for guidance or advice because of this. I've also worked with people who were really insecure, so they had to be involved in every conversation, always showing how much they knew and how smart they were. I could see that this was coming from insecurity, but it was also a big turnoff for a lot of people because they always had to be the loudest person in the room. The people I was drawn to over my career were people that didn't need to have center stage, who were approachable and open to questions, but knowledgeable because that's how I see myself and how I like to be perceived. I remember starting a new job once and my new leader said to me, you have a chance to start fresh here and be whoever you want to be. At first I thought this was strange and I was a little taken aback by it. I didn't have bad experiences prior to joining this organization and I wasn't running from a bad image. But being the analytical person I am, I thought about it for a while. I then realized that what they were really saying is that because I was new to this organization and no one really knew me, I could create my own brand as an HR professional. So if I wasn't seen the way I wanted to be seen in my last place of employment, this was a new opportunity. It was actually really good advice. I could have used more context when the message was shared, but it was a good one. Each day that we get up and go to work, we have a chance to be the person we want to be. We can be kinder if we feel we aren't being kind enough. We can be better listeners if we feel we aren't listening enough. We can share more knowledge and guidance if we feel we aren't being supportive enough. And we can slow down and make space for others if we feel we aren't being approachable. Each interaction and action we take gives us a chance to convey who we are and how we want to be perceived. Okay, so beyond what you write about yourself and how you show up and act, the third place your professional brand is conveyed is on social media. So going beyond the about section on your LinkedIn page, what else does your social media life say about you? Now, you may be saying, well, Melanie, I hardly post anything on social media, and I never share anything on LinkedIn, so I don't really have a brand on social media. Well, actually, you not posting anything could be saying something itself about your brand. If you have a LinkedIn profile page that looks like a ghost town, you may be telling potential employers or connections that you're not really that engaged in your career or profession. Or if you only like posts about people who complain about the government or employers in general, or your profession, that might also be saying something about who you are. Or if you only follow people who talk about a specific topic that has nothing to do with HR, you might also be saying something about your interest in this career path. This is not just about LinkedIn, but about all your social media that is publicly shared. I know employers who have not hired people based on posts that they've seen on people's Facebook pages. Even though I don't advise looking at social media without telling job candidates, employers will do this. And if it's public, they can see what you're up to and what you're liking. Your life on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, none of it's private. So if you're wishing to convey a personal or professional brand, how you show up in these online spaces really does matter. The pictures you post and the captions you write also say a lot about your brand. And even if you have private pages, if you add work people to your personal network on Facebook and Instagram, which happens a lot, and then you share personal photos of your family and what you're doing, you have to remember that your coworkers and possibly your boss will be seeing those. In my career, I've seen people in organizations I've worked in be fired for being incredibly disparaging of their bosses on Facebook, been caught stealing time because they were supposed to be sick and then posted about a vacation on their social media, and so on. How you appear on social media and what you like and share does convey your personal brand. So make sure you're conveying the message you want to convey. I also recommend that you're mindful of who you include in your personal networks and that if you want people to know you're engaged in HR, then follow like and share posts related to the profession. Now before I wrap up, I want to share two exercises that will help you sort of assess your personal brand communication. One of the most important aspects of a professional or personal brand is consistency. Let's go back to Oprah. Now, you might have your perception of her, and it might be that she is kind, generous and energetic. And then you might see one negative post about her. And because your overwhelming perception of her is that she's kind, generous, and energetic, one negative post is probably not going to totally destroy her personal brand, depending on what it's about. But if you consistently see negative images about a person, Oprah or otherwise, then you might start to take it more seriously, and it might shift your perception of that person. So consistency is everything when it comes to developing and conveying some kind of brand about yourself. So I want you to consider what you would like your brand to say about you, who you are, what you want, and how you want to be perceived. And then go and review how you write, how you behave and show up, and your online presence to see if there's consistency between those three. If you write really well professionally, but online you swear and use a lot of slang, you're not being consistent. If on social media you post a lot of quotes about positivity and share messages from others about having a positive mindset, and then at work you show up and you're always in a bad mood and complain constantly about what's not working, you're not being consistent. So I want you to take a few days or a week to just observe these places where you communicate your brand and see where you may have gaps that you can close. Another exercise that takes a little bit more courage and vulnerability, but can be very helpful, is to ask a trusted friend or coworker who you feel will be kind, constructive, and importantly, honest with you to do the same. Share with them what brand or image you want to convey to the world, and then ask them to look at your online presence. Make a few notes about how you show up in person, and get them to review a couple of messages you wrote or your last cover letter and resume. And ask them if they feel you're conveying the right message. Remember, your brand is based on how you're perceived. So if a trusted friend is perceiving you in a specific way, and it's not what you want to project, take them at their word, then take some intentional steps to make a few tweaks, maybe adjust your cover letter and resume, or go back and make some changes to your social media, or Take some time to actually engage with others in the profession on LinkedIn or through other platforms. Finally, I wanna leave you with this. We are all who we are, right? Our personalities, our histories, and our beliefs are what they are. And I'm not suggesting that you need to be someone else entirely to have a successful HR career. But what I am saying is that if you focus on your strengths, your vision or goals, and the attributes that you feel best support the career you want to realize, i.e. your brand, when you interact and communicate with others, you'll have more success if you're being consistent and portraying that. You will attract the right people and the right opportunities to support your vision. And ultimately, you will feel more satisfied. There is a path for everyone, but if you never communicate the path you want and how you want to be perceived, you may never fully realize that path. And honestly, you're worth the time and effort that it takes to be intentional about how you communicate your personal or professional brand. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I always appreciate a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Podbean or sharing your thoughts on LinkedIn through a recommendation. You can find links to all of these platforms as well as a summary of this episode on my website at www.unicorngroup.ca forward slash episode 37. And if you want to consistently receive more great content on your HR career, be sure to subscribe to my weekly newsletter. You can also find the link in the show notes and on the homepage of my website. As always, thank you so much for listening and for your time. Take care and bye for now.